Hello. Welcome to another story about the Peters family. The name of this week's story is The Peters' Hospitality at Thanksgiving. As always, we've included a line from a hymn or a hymn title within the story. If you recognize it, send your answer to whimsywins at gmail.com. If yours is the first correct answer we receive, we will send you a prize. The name of last week's song was More Love to Thee, O Christ, from the story Penelope's Jealous Heart. But we didn't have a winner, so hopefully we'll have one soon. Also, next week we will be taking the week off for the Thanksgiving holiday and returning, the Lord willing, on December 5th. In the interim, take the time to go back and listen to some of the episodes that you may have missed. Episodes like Pearson and Penelope Learn to Work or Pearson Learns to Listen. Now let's get to this week's story, The Peters' Hospitality at Thanksgiving. The days leading up to Thanksgiving felt almost as exciting as Thanksgiving itself. Just the fact that Thanksgiving week was a week off from school, and in addition to everything else, was enough to excite the Peters' children, and in fairness, every other child on the planet. So on Monday morning of Thanksgiving week, Penelope woke up early and wandered out of her room to the wonderful smell of bacon. Daddy and Mama Peters were commiserating at the kitchen table over a long list of handwriting. Good morning! Daddy Peters called out, hugging Penelope as she approached. Good morning, Daddy Peters. Oh, I am so glad you're home all week. Penelope squeezed Daddy Peters tightly. I'm glad I'm home too, Pen, and we have a big day today with lots of errands to run to get ready for Thanksgiving. Daddy Peters pointed to the list that Mama Peters was writing. Mama Peters stopped writing and looked up. Good morning, Nellie. I have you down for several of these things, okay? Mama Peters hugged Penelope around the waist. Oh, yes, I can't wait. I'll start after breakfast. Well, that would be great, Pen. You can even invite Nora over, and she can help you prepare some of the foods that will go into the dishes for Thursday. Mrs. Thompson said they'd like to help since they're spending Thanksgiving with us this year. Oh, I know, and I'm so excited. But it's a little interesting to spend Thanksgiving with them since they're not Christians. Like, maybe it would be awkward for them to to do some of the stuff we do, like pray and sing. Penelope looked concerned. And they might not even do, they might not even know what to do during our thankfulness time, Mama Peters. I know, Pen, but I think Mrs. Thompson is trying to accommodate Nora because of her fledgling faith. And I've noticed lately that there is a softening to Mrs. Thompson. Maybe the Lord will draw her to himself, even during this Thanksgiving season. Well, maybe. I'm excited. Our, our Thanksgiving is going to be so huge this year with both yours and Daddy Peters' parents and our aunts and uncles and cousins and the Hicks and Thompsons. It's so exciting. Yes, Pen, and don't forget, the Cameron family is joining us this year, too. It's like the neighborhood Thanksgiving celebration. God is so kind to have given us so many gospel opportunities this year to witness to our neighbors and to have friendships with them. But Mama Peters, we, we just don't have that much space. Our dining room our dining room table is too small for everyone. Uh, what, what are we going to do about that? Pen, Mama Peters responded gently. Hospitality isn't dependent on your provision, right? When we are welcoming and show the love of Christ, we can do it in a jam-packed room, and no one really seems to mind because of the joy of fellowship that we share. And, Daddy Peters interjected, I know that the Thompsons and Grandma and Grandpa have much bigger houses than us, but it's important that we remember that the gifts that God gives to us are to be shared with others. Our house will just have to work, and we will make do. Pearson and I are going to be working on rearranging the dining room so that we can squeeze in more folding chairs and tables. 
I've measured it out and it should work because some of it will spill over into the kitchen. Oh, Daddy Peters, I'm sure you're right. I just hope we have enough space for everyone. In the worldliest sense, Pen, we don't have space. But in our desire to show Jesus' care for others, we say the more the merrier. Good morning, everyone. Pearson had walked into the kitchen, nose sniffing in the air. He had Patience and Priscilla with him. They were both holding his hand. Good morning, sleepyheads. Mama Peters hugged her oldest and squeezed the twins, who had just turned two the day before. How are my now two-year-olds? Mama asked. Good, I'm two! Patience yelled, followed by Priscilla. They both put up two fingers to show their ages. After a breakfast of bacon and eggs, toast and orange slices, Daddy Peters conducted family worship and then announced the day's activities, which included a grocery store run for Penelope and Mama Peters and some furniture rearrangement for Pearson and Daddy Peters. The house was abuzz with anticipation and excitement. There was no shortage of tasks, and everyone completed them with total willingness. Nora came over and helped Penelope prepare the fruits for all of the pies. They peeled and sliced apples and added to them brown sugar, butter, salt, and a bit of cornstarch, and placed the concoction on the stove to cook. Then they placed it in an airtight glass container to fill the pie crust early Thursday morning, ready to be baked off. Next, they nearly did the same thing with blackberries and cherries. Mama Peters was in charge of the pie crust, using her special mix of butter and animal fats, flour, ice water, and salt. She rolled out the dough and filled ten pans with crusts. She had a list of pies on the refrigerator door. Apple, cherry, blackberry, pumpkin, chocolate silk, and pecan. They would make two of each, except for the pecan, which would be all by itself, since it was only Penelope and Mama Peters' favorite pie. No one else loved pecan pie, so one was all that was necessary. I love making all this stuff. My mom says that when she comes home from work today, we will make a few things at our house, too, to prepare. It's so fun! Nora couldn't hide her enthusiasm as she stirred the blackberry filling over the stove. It is so fun, Nora. Making everything is something that makes me just as excited as Thanksgiving. Penelope added, Oh, I agree, Mama Peters remarked. It puts a little pep in my step to know we're making things for Thanksgiving. I just love it. Of course, we also always make way too much, but leftovers are almost as fun as the originals. Pen, have you girls started the peanut butter balls? Mama Peters wanted to know. What are peanut butter balls? Nora asked. Oh, Nora, you cannot have Thanksgiving without them. They're butter, peanut butter, honey, vanilla, powdered sugar, and it's all mixed together and rolled into balls and dipped in chocolate. Not kidding. Probably my, probably my favorite, yes, probably my favorite dessert, even better than pecan pie. Penelope stammered. Oh, those sound so good. Nora's eyes grew wide as saucers. They are good. Mama Peters likes to have a few finger desserts, so we do peanut butter balls, and then we'll do mini spice pumpkin bars and cheesecake bites. That way, you can kind of grab and go. Wow! Why do we even need to eat dinner? Dessert sounds like the best part. Nora was practically licking her lips as she poured the blackberry filling into a glass bowl. Well, Nora, you say that, but just wait until you try Daddy Peters' fried turkey. It is delectable. You'll love it, Mama Peters promised. And of course, I think Nellie makes the best mashed potatoes in the world. And your mom is making the rolls this year. I know she is, Mama Peters. My mom said we're going to test roll recipes every night this week to see which one we should make for the day. So she made some dough last night, and she'll bake it for dinner tonight. And then we'll try another recipe after dinner. 
Mama Peters, we usually spend Thanksgiving by ourselves because Mom says that Grandma is pleasant to be around only when she's sleeping and my other grandparents aren't alive. That's funny, Nora. Your mom's a kick. She's got quite a sense of humor, Mama Peters responded. And yes, our Thanksgiving will be quite full. Normally, we have the Wells and Christoffersons join us, so it'll be a little different without them this year. But I'm pretty sure that both families are coming for Christmas, so I can't wait for that, too. Mama Peters, I don't want to interrupt what's going on here. It was Daddy Peters talking. But Piers and I have used our mighty muscles to rearrange the furniture. So would you be able to come and take a look, Mama Peters? Oh, and the twins help, too, as the twins imitated Daddy Peters flexing his muscles. Well, thank you. Yes, I'd love to see, Mama Peters said as she wiped her hands on her dish towel. She rose from her seat and walked into the dining room. Oh, Daddy Peters, this looks great. I don't know how you did it. You have the best sense of space. This is perfect. It doesn't feel cramped. I can't believe it. Where's the rest of the furniture? It was the easiest way to get this space to work. Thankfully, we didn't have too much in here to move. Daddy Peters pulled back the curtain to reveal the patio that now looked like the dining room, except outside. Actually, it's not bad out there. And if it gets warm from too many bodies in here, our guests can wander out there and have a place to sit together. Mama Peters was quite happy with the arrangement. All right, well, we're going to head over to the Hicks now and help them with detailing Mr. Hicks's car since he's wanting to sell it. Daddy Peters informed Mama Peters. He was sticking closely to the plan. Oh, okay, love. Thank you so much for arranging the furniture. See you later. Do you want me to take the Twinkies? Daddy Peters asked, looking fondly at Priscilla and Patience, who were staring expectantly at him. Actually, they can stay here, Daddy Peters. I have a job for them. I'll have them help Nellie and Nora by rolling out the peanut butter balls. It's never too early to learn those kinds of things. Okay, then, but they'd better wash their hands first, because Mama Peters, these little ladies, worked up a sweat in helping us get the furniture moved. Daddy Peters winked at his little daughters. Well, of course. Mama Peters kissed Daddy Peters goodbye and walked into the kitchen with the twins, who washed their hands using the stool at the sink. Okay, girls, let's get the peanut butter balls going. Tomorrow is our super big house cleaning day. Mama Peters? Nora asked sweetly. How do you know what to do for each day of Thanksgiving week? Well, Nora, it's just because we've been hosting so many for so long, so we know just what things can be prepped in advance and on what days we need to do them. Wednesday is our biggest prep day, as you can imagine, but only in the kitchen. Tomorrow, we'll go through and clean every corner and crevice of the house because we have some of our relatives staying with us. When our relatives get here, our kids will be sleeping on the couches in the living room. So tomorrow, we'll ready their rooms for our relatives. We need to make sure that we have clean sheets on the beds and we bring out the air mattresses. It's quite an undertaking. Oh, but it sounds so fun, Nora commented. And she was right. It was fun. The week continued in the busiest as each day the Peters worked to complete their lists. Wednesday night, they attended church as every other year where they spent time singing songs of worship and giving special notes of thanksgiving as a congregation. Mama Peters had invited the Thompson family who would also join them for a pizza dinner at Pizza Earth before church. Penelope kept an eye on Mr. and Mrs. Thompson and Nora, who shared a row with them at church. She could tell that they seemed to genuinely enjoy the Thanksgiving Eve service. It was nearly as exciting as Christmas Eve service, and as she filed out with the rest of her family toward the car when it was over, she heard Mama Peters give a final goodbye and hug Mrs. Thompson. She, too, could see that Mrs. Thompson was softening, as Mama Peters had observed earlier. And that night, 
the air crisp outside and the leaves in piles on the ground, Penelope, who was lying in her bed, began to feel just a little bit glum. Before too long, her thoughts had brought tears to her eyes, and so she sneaked out of her bed and tiptoed to the side of Mama Peters, who was lying still next to Daddy Peters. Nellie, what's wrong, honey? Mama Peters whispered, feeling her oldest daughter at her side. Oh, Mama Peters, it's just sad. I mean, it's almost over. Thanksgiving is practically over, and it hasn't even begun. Mama Peters could see that Penelope was close to tears. Oh, sweet Nellie, I totally understand what you mean. It's so dreamy to do all the preparations for Thanksgiving, and really, any exciting holiday. It's a welcome reprieve from the daily toll of routine. Penelope started to sniffle. I know, Mama Peters. And Daddy Peters has to go back to work on Monday. And it's just so sad. And I can't even fall asleep because that's all I keep thinking about, is the sadness of it. Oh, sweet girl, I know exactly what you mean. But we can draw our focus off of the sadness of it. We have that ability. We can actually force ourselves to simply stay in the moments that God has given us with joy and gratitude and enjoy those moments. Remember, 2 Corinthians 4 tells us that we fix our eyes on things that are unseen, not on things that are seen. For the things that are seen are passing away, but the things that are unseen are eternal. But Mama Peters, how do I do that though? Well, how about in each moment when you're tempted to think about how unhappy returning to normal is, you think about heaven and how in heaven everything is eternal. I think of what John wrote in Revelation 21. By now, Mama Peters had turned on the lamp on the nightstand and her Bible was in her lap. Sometimes we look at these holidays and they're gifts from God to be sure, but they're glitzy and they have lights and they're bright and there's nothing wrong with that and we enjoy them to the hilt. But listen to what Revelation 21 says. It says, first of all, that the glory of God is there. And I especially love verses 21 and 22. John writes, I saw no temple in it, for the Lord God, the Almighty, and the Lamb are its temple. And the city has no need of the sun or of the moon to shine on it, for the glory of God has illumined it, and its lamp is the Lamb. Can you imagine, Pen? We love the twinkling lights of Christmas, but it is nothing compared to heaven that it's only lit up by the glory of God. There is no way we can imagine that, but we believe it to be true, and it gives us hope so that we remember we're just pilgrims passing through. Think about Jesus and the kindness that God gave us even to have this pleasure on earth. Praise Him for all He has given us, and then ask Him to help you stay in the moment and enjoy each and every moment by enjoying Him forever. Remember your purpose. What does the Catechism say? Remind me, Pen. It is to glorify God and enjoy Him forever, Mama Peters. That is absolutely right, Pen. Focus on doing those things, and you'll find that you're not nearly as sad because you trust and worship Him in every moment, routine or exciting. Now we're both tired, so I'm going to pray with you. Then it's off to get some sleep for both of us. Mama Peters prayed for Penelope that God would encourage her heart and that she would stay focused on the important things. Okay, Mama Peters, I'm off to bed. Thank you. I love you. 
Penelope returned to bed, feeling uplifted and determined to practice the things that Mama Peters had reminded her to do. The next day, the whole family awakened bright and early and ready for a day of joyfulness. And it was a day of joy. They ate, and they ate, and then they ate some more. And the Hicks, and the Thompsons, and the Cameron families, and all of their aunts and uncles and grandparents had sweet conversations. At the end of it, as evening came, they each shared a bit of thanksgiving to the Lord. Though Mr. and Mrs. Thompson and Mr. and Mrs. Cameron didn't seem to know what to say, they seemed to enjoy listening and their eyes glowed as they took in the sweetness of hospitality and the sense of belonging. After the thankfulness portion of the day, which seemed to take on a life of its own with so many people sharing from their heart, there was a hush that fell over the room. Without a word, but as those who had practiced before, Daddy Peters closed the day with singing of the doxology and the voices of everyone rang in the air. Penelope looked around the room, warmth in her heart growing as she praised God from her soul. Another sweet thanksgiving was in the books. How kind God always is. Her eyes shined with tears as she sang out, Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above, ye heavenly hosts. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen. This is Grandmom's Corner. This coming week, as we celebrate Thanksgiving in the U.S., families will gather to eat and to enjoy each other's company. By God's grace, our family will do the same. We have a very large family, but sadly for us, two of our kids and their families have moved out of California, and we won't see them this holiday season. We will miss them to be sure. However, as we gather together, we will have a precious time of sharing and of giving thanks for what God has done in the past year. Many of us take to writing what we want to say on our phones, and as we reminisce together over God's goodness, there are often tears of joy that are shed. This year, one of the things I'll share is how God opened doors for gospel opportunities in amazing ways. Because many people stayed inside over the last year, we had an opportunity that was absolutely unbelievable to us. One evening, the landline rang. When I went to answer it, I noticed that the area code on the caller ID was not from our immediate area. It was still in the Bay Area, however. Many times we don't answer the phone if we don't recognize the number. And though I didn't recognize the number, I answered anyway. On the other end of the line were three young men, we were all on speaker together, who were Mormon missionaries. Normally, they ride around on their bikes and try to find people with whom they can share Mormon doctrine. But because they were limited at the time with gathering inside, they began making calls instead. When I asked them how they'd gotten our number, they responded that they were just dialing random numbers. Of course, there is nothing random with God. As my husband and I chatted with them, we shared the gospel and how they too could know Jesus. They were really determined to give us their testimonies, so they wanted to keep our first encounter short and then speak to us again in a couple of days. We set a time for them to call back, and true to their word, 
They called two days later at the precise time that we'd planned. We listened to all three share how they'd found Mormonism, and after they'd finished, we shared the glorious good news with them. I wish I could say that all three of them came to faith that evening, but that didn't happen. Thankfully, though, a seed was planted, and we know that as Hebrews 4.12 says, the Word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. So, though we don't know if God will draw any or all of them to Himself, we continue to pray for them and hope that the seed will be watered by others and that they'll believe the gospel. I'm going to end with a chorus that I've been thinking of over the past two days. This isn't the hymn of the week, however. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. Thank you, Lord, for making me whole. Thank you, Lord, for giving to me Thy great salvation so rich and free. The Lord willing, we'll be back in two weeks on December 5th with a new story about the Peters family. Bye for now.